0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of 2021 of Think Like a Lawyer Thursday. You come in here with a skull full of mush, and you leave thinking like a lawyer. Hi, I'm attorney Susan Ingalls, and you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Ingalls Angle. And today I'm going to be talking about early wage access programs. Now, these are touted as a great option to help workers with unexpected expenses with the idea that you can maybe avoid high-cost payday loans, which we're always warning folks about. Basically, these programs allow you access to wages that you've already earned, but ahead of the regular payday. So early wage options are definitely becoming more common because um, you know, a lot of people are needing that money sooner than they're actually going to get it. But these are very often services that charge the worker or effectively result in repeated balloon payment loans because they really are like a loan. Now, these early wage access programs might be helpful for occasional use, but it really can result in just a new form of a payday loan. If you're considering participating in such a program, even if the program is operating directly through your employer, make sure that there are strict limits on the fees that are charged and that they have some way of preventing you from getting into a cycle of debt, like we often do with payday loans. There can be differences in the type of earned wage access services. Some are more dangerous than others. They can be either employee-based or direct-to-consumer. So the employee-based, I mean, employer-based services operate... Uh, through a contract situation with the employer and that allows the program to access the time and attendance records to determine actual earned wages. So they're not going to give you a loan on wages that you have not earned yet in these programs. Now the direct-to-consumer programs they're not accessing the actual information if they're not doing it through your employer. So they have ways of estimating your earned wages, but it doesn't have the same certainty, but they don't need that employer approval. Let's look at the repayment methods. The employer-based services usually are gonna be repaid by the payroll deduction or some other kind of mechanism through the employer. The direct-to-consumer, that's direct to you, and also some employer-based services, will debit your bank account. And the risk there is that it could trigger non-sufficient funds charges or overdraft fees when the timing or their estimate about the paycheck is off. So be sure to check out the fees. Uh, Some providers charge no fees to you, the worker. Fees in other programs may range from $2.50 a day to $6 a month. They can be per advance, per pay period, or monthly for a package of services. Fees might be higher if you want to access the wages immediately. Some direct-to-consumer models actually rely on supposedly voluntary tips, quote-unquote, But the program actually makes it difficult to not tip. So it's almost really like charging a fee. Some of the other things are frequency of access and limits on how much you can access. So let's look at those. Um, As far as frequency of access, many of the employer-based services will limit the access to once or twice a pay period. But others might allow access on a daily basis. So there are some companies where um, employees, or even when it's direct to consumer, they're accessing their wages early as much as 100 times a year. That sounds risky to me. Um, As far as access limits, many services or employers limit the access to 50% of the gross or net, sometimes, earned wages. And that can ensure that you'll receive at least half of your paycheck on payday. So that's a protection for you. Um, Now some others will allow, and even sometimes encourage, what they call use it or lose it access. And that could be up to 100% of the wages that are earned in a given day. So, what are we looking at? Well, most early wage access services are really nothing more than loans. They may claim not to be loans and claim to not be subject to the state and federal uh, lending laws that protect you from predatory lending. And those laws can include fee and rate limits and certainly require particular disclosures to make sure you know what you're doing when you take out a loan. Now, what laws apply to these early wage access programs is probably complicated at this point because they're still fairly new. But conceptually, any service that advances wages and expects to be repaid later should definitely be viewed as a loan. The mere fact that a worker has unpaid wages, as many payday borrowers do, or the fact that repayment is by payroll deduction doesn't mean that it's um, not a loan. They might call it an advance, but it's really a loan. You got to pay back. A $100 advance, for example, if you take it out five days before your payday with a $5 fee, let's say, or what they might call a tip of $5, is actually equivalent to an annual percentage rate, or APR, of 365%. You know, $5 might not seem like a lot, but that starts to add up. So the question is, is it good for you to do something like this or are you just paying to get paid? Well, the problem is that these early wage access services are rarely used occasionally, rarely used for just that one emergency in a given year. Most people typically are going to fall into a cycle of repeat advances, just like they do with payday loans, and it merely is filling the gap in their prior paycheck that they got an early advance on. So y'all think about this, in fact think twice at least, before you start down this road of early wage access. The fees can add up and overdraft and NSF fees can increase your cost and you may just find yourself in the cycle of debt, as I said, that we see with payday loans and really the cycle of debt and other loans that aren't payday loans, title loans and other personal loans. That cycle of debt is something that you want to avoid. And so think about whether or not it's really a good idea for you to participate in an early wage access program. Um, The temptation just may be too much for you once you get into it. So be careful out there. This has been Attorney Susan Ingalls. You can find me. Again, on Instagram and Twitter at Ingles Angle. And I invite you to go there and check it out. This has been the first episode of 2021 of Think Like a Lawyer Thursday. You come in here with a skull full of mush and you leave thinking like a lawyer. Thanks for tuning in, everybody.